Welcome, witches. Thanks for tuning in to the Witchy Vibes podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee, and I'm so glad you could join us. Each week, you'll hear advice and interviews, as well as tips and information on all things witchy. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now, let's jump into your weekly dose of Witchy Vibes. Welcome witches. Today is a very exciting episode. We are speaking about yoga and why you need yoga in your life. Uh, We are joined by a yoga teacher um, and the owner and creator of Royo Yoga, Rose Moore. Welcome Rose. Welcome to the show. Hi, it's nice to be here. Glad to have you on the show. Um, How did you first get started with yoga? What, What drew you to start practicing? Well, you know, I think a lot of people, the first time they do yoga is on TV. And the first time I did yoga was on a VHS tape from um, the thrift store when I was 11. And I was like, oh, cool, breathing, relaxing, I can get into that. But then my life just like went another way, so to speak. And I, I fell off track and I, I sort of feel like I was stuck in a 13 year old body for, I don't know, 15 years. And so I came back to yoga a couple years ago when I had like a life changing event. Um, my, <laughs> I don't want to get too into it because it is really personal, but I had a mental breakdown and realized that a lot of the things I thought were real and true about my life just totally weren't, um, including like things with my family and stuff. Uh, and I was, some people call that a kundalini awakening. And when you like realize everything that you thought you knew <laughs> was just not, um, it, it was terrifying. I had to go to a mental hospital uh, and I felt like I was dying for about six months. And during that time, I got the Calm app and I started doing yoga. Um, I had a lot of back pain that had to do with my CPTSD, which is what they called it, in the hospital. Um, And so my mental body was affecting my physical body. And so it just seemed like a good idea to use a technique that deals with both. For sure. Awesome. And, and, and yoga's, yoga's helped you with that, you'd say? Tremendously. Um, if you looked at me a couple of years ago, um, I, couldn't, I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't drive. Um, I was scared to death all the time. I had panic attacks three or four times a day. And now I, now I can drive a car. <laughs> and um, I am starting like a business teaching yoga. It changed my life. I can breathe easy. I can be present in a way that I never have been since that little girl when I was 13. Uh, and I feel like I got a brand new perspective on life. That's awesome. So what, what exactly is yoga? I mean, what, what's, what's the philosophy behind it and, and how does it help in, in your day-to-day life? Those are some fabulous questions. Yoga is an ancient technique that was used in India thousands and thousands of years ago, like before they even had a written language in that area of the world, they were teaching yoga. And so it was passed down in an oral tradition, which I suppose I am continuing right now, which is kind of special. 
in this podcast. It's an oral tradition that helps you lose the disturbances of your mind. That is what Patanjali, who was the first person to um, write it down, said. Yoga ends the disturbances of the mind. It is the yoke. It's the bringing together of your mind, your body, and your spirit so that you can see that you are not just your body. You are not just your mind. You are not your feelings at all. You uh, transcend all of those things. And I think that can help anyone in their own day-to-day life um, if they can take a step back and say, okay, I'm having this intense feeling. I recognize that I'm having an attachment to maybe this person and that's why I feel offended by this thing. Um, But those are just the ways that I feel right now. That's the way my body's responding. But that's not me. I'm in a higher dimension than that. Right. I've got a confession. I've done Bikram yoga. um, Oh, no. Right? Uh, Probably a half a dozen times. One of my old work colleagues dragged me along, and the first time I almost died. Um, (laughs) (laughs) For for those listeners that don't know, obviously Bikram yoga is done, like, in a really, really hot room, like a sauna. Um, So, yeah, I almost died. Um, But I went back half a dozen times, kind of gave it a try, and, yeah, obviously didn't go back anymore. (laughs) Me too. Okay, so Bikram yoga, that's a whole other thing that I could tell you an entire different podcast about. But I went three times. The first time I went, I was very out of shape. This was not in my yoga journey. This is outside of that. And Mm -hmm. I threw up. I threw up. Wow. And they said, they said to me, well, there's just so many toxins in your body and you've got to, you've got to detoxify. So you got to come back. You just got to keep coming back. So I go back. Okay. And I throw up again. <laughs> and they're like, you just, you, you can't eat before this. You got to detoxify. I'm like, I didn't eat. I swear. It was just water. And they're like, okay, well, you got to keep coming back. I come back a third time. My body just did not like Bikram. Um, I, I puked. They, they had to like rush me. There, somebody was changing. I had to rush into a bathroom with a naked person and I just threw up. <laughs> so so I don't, I don't, it's not for me. So there's different types of yoga for different types of people. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. <laughs> well, I'm open, I'm open to be converted. I mean, I wouldn't call myself a yoga um you know, enthusiast, but I've always wanted to do it. I've always wanted to try it and, and sort of get into it. I see the benefits of it, definitely. But you know what? We're going to cut to our um, weekly tarot forecast and then we'll come back so don't go anywhere and we'll be talking about more yoga. Love it. Hey there everybody, this is Elizabeth Layuna and I am back with your weekly tarot forecast. This week is so exciting. I have drawn the Nine of Cups and this message really reminds me of this message that I have on my wall and it says, the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. And that's perfect, it fits right in. Because the universe is bringing you exactly what you wish for, like your deepest, brightest desires. You just have to believe that you're worthy of them. And it sounds easy enough, but it's honestly too easy to fall into to traps and blockages. And really, you know, you listen to other people who say, oh, that's crazy, that'll never happen. Don't listen to that. <laughs> 
you deserve the craziest beautiful things to happen to you so really just believe in that and pay attention to all the small things that's another big thing about the nine of cups is counting all the small little blessings because they really add up and make sure that your dreams are bright enough to illuminate even the darkest of nights that you're going through right now because we have the devil on the bottom of the deck so that really speaks to those blockages right there negative thinking I love you and I really believe in you and <laughs> I'm so excited for all of you seriously um, if you would like to book a personal reading with me, you can find me on Instagram at Elizabeth, L-A-U-N-A, 4711. You can also find me on YouTube at uh, Elizabeth Layuna. And very, very, very soon, <laughs> I will be posting tarot readings for the Witchy Vibes YouTube channel. Mercury Retrograde has just really been messing with me lately. So, <laughs> all right, guys, I will talk to you next week. All my love. Welcome back, witches. We are speaking with Rose Moore, yoga aficionado. <laughs> or what, what do they call that, Rose? Yogi? Yogi? What's a yeah. yogi? <laughs> so first, this is not American. This is like old, old back in the day, Putanjali stuff. There was a student, mm -hmm. and then he developed into a yogi, which is like an intermediate. Then they became a yogini. Ooh. which is like a master and then if you transcend all types of human stuff then you become a guru a guru okay that's yeah. the word i was looking for a yoga guru okay yeah, right. <laughs> um and i've heard of um the limbs of yoga um could you perhaps sort of explain a little bit about that and and how they relate to to the spiritual aspects of our nature i guess absolutely so in the West, we think of yoga as an exercise. And if you went to a Bikram practice, that's definitely exercise. However, we call that exercise asana. And it is just one of the eight limbs. So that is physical postures. It's the easiest for of all of us in the West, obviously, to get into yoga. It's uh, easy to sell it, right? Because everyone wants an exercise regime. Right. But it's really just a small piece. Um, the first that it's I would call it the first limb in the West, but the first limb period is yamas. That's um, virtues and universal morality. So that is how you treat other people. Those are your moral standards in the world. Um, anything that involves another person, you're going to have these uh, particular rules to abide by, so that you act in good faith. So that's the first one. And that's, um, you know, you learn that when you're like three, like don't steal, be nice, don't be a jerk. And then after that, you learn the niyamas, which are your personal observances. So yama, how you treat other people, niyama, how you treat yourself. So I call it kind of like the self-care kit. Uh, it talks about staying clean, physically, spiritually, pur purity is the word they use. Um, they talk about self-restraint and, and just other ways to act in good faith with yourself. So if you really want to start yoga, but you're not ready to do the exercises, you can just take a moral inventory of how you act towards others and how you act towards yourself. And you'll get a pretty good idea of who you are as a person, um, which is one of the niyamas. It's a... Um, taking a look at yourself and really knowing who you are. And aside from that, we have 
pranayama, which you might have heard if you've been to a yoga class. Mm-hmm. It's breathing techniques. So the easiest one is to just be aware of your breath. So breathe in and breathe out and notice it. Let that be the center of your attention. You're already doing yoga. Um, yeah and so those are the easy ones those are the four base limbs so they'll be the biggest you know like the first limb in a tree is the biggest one right i don't know how that works Uh, and then we get to the higher ones we have pratyahara which is the controlling of the senses and that is basically just focus which you do in meditation uh one of the easiest ones is using pranayama to be your pratyahara. So focusing on your breath and nothing else, you're working with both of those limbs. And then these next three are the, 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 the like really higher dimension type stuff. Dharana, immovable concentration. So you have controlled your senses and now have stayed in a state of that controlled sense for such a long time that the whole world just sort of like disappears from your consciousness. Which brings you to dhyana, which is meditation of the divine, on the divine, which, uh, oh gosh, so it all comes to samadhi, which is the last limb. And that is absolute bliss. Dhyana and Samadhi are very closely related. So when you are meditating on the divine, you you get to Samadhi. And the way that I have found is the easiest for me is with a mantra. So your mantra would be, one of the most common ones is Om. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. And and so that would be your Dhyana is just thinking Om, 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 Om. And eventually it just sort of disappears. And then you're outside of time and space. Wow. So is that what they call reaching enlightenment? <laughs> is, that, is that what that is? You know, no? Yes, actually it okay, is. Cool. There's like a whole chapter of it in um, Patanjali's sutras, but I won't get too far into it. Um, but I would say it sounds impossible to get to, to Samadhi, right? To, to, to that level mm-hmm. of enlightenment but it's not i would say it's actually just the first step um because then you have to live your life right <laughs> you can't be kind of in the zone just blissed out all the time right <laughs> exactly there's a there's a zen quote um it's uh before bliss you chop wood after bliss you chop wood right okay <laughs> that's cool <laughs> <laughs> So, so it's more kind of like a guidelines of, of how to kind of live your life in a positive manner to kind of reach that, that goal. Is that, is that essentially what it is? Yes. Yes, exactly. And they they call that goal Dharma. Dharma. Okay. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's basically your life's purpose. So whatever gives your life purpose is your Dharma. And by doing all these eight limbs, it will be a very personal experience for you. It's not it's not the same for everyone because mm-hmm. your dharma is different from mine. 
Okay. Yeah, because everyone has their own personal path and their person. Okay, that's cool. I like that. I'm starting to see the appeal of yoga. Let me tell you. <laughs> Yay! I knew I could convince you. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to touch again on enlightenment because I guess that's uh, well for me. That's that's kind of the what I've always known. You know, kind of the ultimate goal, I guess, of of you know the, this kind of grounding, spiritual, um, you know, breathing techniques, yoga. Um, what what exactly is enlightenment? I mean, do you know much about that? And how can yoga help someone achieve that? So I'm going to be straight up with you. Who knows if I've reached enlightenment? I don't know. There might be some higher level that I haven't gotten to. It, it would be really like smug for me to say, oh, right. yeah, I've, I've reached enlightenment and you haven't. Um, <laughs> so I don't really trust people when they say like, yes, I know exactly what it is and you do not. Um, mm. The way that I understand it is it is getting in touch with your dharma. Like I said, it's living and embodying those yoga practices. Uh, but it, it's also in the simplest step. It's when you get to samadhi, which if, if I kind of broke it down for you. Um, so you can call samadhi enlightenment. It's that pure bliss feeling. Um, it's that moment when you realize that you are not your body, you're not your mind, and it's not even a realization. It's more like, it's when you step into that part of you. And there's different ways to do it. So with yoga, I would say if you practice all the other branches, you get to your dhyana, and there's several different ways. There's one with a mantra, like I said, or you can do it without a mantra and just like hold a rock or something. That, that's when it gets into the witchy stuff, because when you um, practice your meditation, there's all kinds of ways to do it, right? Like I like the yogi kind of way, but mm -hmm. I know all you witches do the crystals and the incense and stuff. I think aren't incense kind of a Catholic thing too? Yeah, they are. I mean, everything kind of has roots everywhere, right? <laughs> but it's pagan, exactly. pagan roots, yeah. I feel like I'm stumbling over this because enlightenment is in itself like I don't know. Like I, I just feel like I would be super smug if I said that. Oh, I know how to do it. I guess I can help you by teaching you the eight limbs. But the first step I would definitely say would either be a moral inventory of yourself. I call that a values assessment. Right. So you know, if you know what you value, then you can get to where your dharma is and just and make decisions based on that instead of just being like, this is how I feel in the moment. Um, asana practice, that's the yoga postures. That'll mm -hmm. help you become stable in your body, which will help you become stable in your mind. And uh, meditation, meditate. How often yeah. do you meditate? I meditate daily, personally. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, I meditate different kind of ways. Sometimes, I don't know, I kind of call it a half meditation or a full meditation. That That's just my terminology. But yeah, okay. I, I try and meditate at least a little bit every day. Yeah, you got this. Do you mm -hmm. feel like you may have reached enlightenment? Uh, I feel <laughs> I'm definitely on the path definitely yeah i think as as you said it's, it's a difficult question it's like how does one know like <laughs> and no. you you may feel that you do but then you know like 
Like, what if there is a step higher? Right, absolutely. <laughs> but I think, like you said, it comes down to all the, the limbs. It's, you know, your breathing, your meditation, your mantras, you know, and just get kind of getting in that zone and just being at peace with yourself. And, and yeah, that's what I'm all about, the good vibes. Absolutely. <laughs> if it feels good, you're doing it right. Right? <laughs> um, now, I just wanted to touch a bit more. You mentioned before breathing techniques. Obviously, that's a huge thing in yoga. Um, could you just talk a little about sort of different breathing techniques in yoga perhaps and, and how um, maybe our listeners could incorporate them into their, their daily routine? Definitely. Um, oh, yeah, as I mentioned before, the easiest one is just to notice. So like you don't have to change the way that you're breathing. You don't have to do anything. You just have to sit there and be like, okay, I feel my breath. And then it can go a step further and you can do um, the most basic one is um, breathing in to the count of four and out to the count of four. Uh, that's, our, that's what I use for my yogi breath when I'm teaching classes. So every movement we do, you know, you, you breathe in and you come up one, two, three, four. And then you breathe out as you go down, two, three, four. Um, and if you keep doing that, you're gonna bring a lot more air into your lungs, which is gonna bring more oxygen into your brain, which is gonna make you feel a heck of a lot better, just in general. In Sanskrit, the word for that air is prana. That's why um, breathing exercises are called pranayama. And the prana they say is like the life force which it technically is we can't live without air oxygen and so breathing into four you get that oxygen so you'll learn to get a deeper breath beginner yoga it's four four um i can go to like six and then breathe out to like ten and that's what we do at the end of class to calm our bodies you breathe in for a certain amount, and then you breathe out two or three more um, counts more. That will always calm you down. It's super hard when you're in a panic attack and someone says, oh, just breathe. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but if you practice during the day when you're like not having a panic attack, that's when it makes it easier. Your lung capacity will get bigger. So you can like take up much larger breath there's also these really there's this cool one called the breath of fire which they use in kundalini uh yoga kundalini is really cool it's like really energizing stuff and so you breathe in oh gosh how to explain it you breathe in with like an intense force like and then you like suck your stomach back at back in towards your spine which like throws the air out of you so it's like, <gasps> uh, <laughs> right, right, right. And so, so you're really using your abs to like bring the air in and out of you. And it brings so much prana into your body that you feel like dizzy or, or sort of high from it. So <laughs> there's all sorts of techniques if you want to calm down, if you want to yeah. be high, you know. <laughs> 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 um, there's tons more, um, my favorite one. Nadi Shodana, which um, basically you put your two, your middle finger and your pointer finger on your forehead, um, and then you, um, oh gosh, how do I say this on the 
You, you close your nostril, you breathe in, and then you close your other nostril and you breathe out. And then you breathe in oh. and close your nostril and breathe out. And that can be really good for balancing um, energy. And so I use that a lot for my witchy practices too, mm -hmm. uh, because it brings the male and the female energy and brings them together. I guess breathing techniques is, is about kind of focusing your mind on something, right? And kind of, you know, having something yeah. to focus on so you can calm down, so you can be more in tune with, with you know, your surroundings, with yourself, with, you know, is that kind of the general? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think like when women are have in labor, like having children, mm -hmm. there's that Lamaze breathing. Like, yeah. So like it, it, you can even see it in a really clinical way. Like um, you got to freaking breathe. <laughs> it, it, it'll, it'll shoot the baby out of you. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a really easy thing that you can focus on if you need to slow down or if you need to bring yourself back to the present. I'm liking this. I'm getting a lesson today. <laughs> it's, it's, no, honestly, it's really educational. It's, so if someone wanted to get started in yoga, perhaps never done it before and, you know, have have listened and be like, hey, I want that, you know, um, how, how would you recommend that they start? Like what's what's the first step? What's What can uh, they do? Okay. So right now in where I live, I think in most of the world, there's a pandemic. Uh, so I would not recommend going out to a studio right now. As a matter of fact, I've never really been incredibly comfortable in a studio. I just think that the people there, I don't know, they look like so otherworldly and perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the way I started was with <laughs> videos on the internet. Um, so you can go to YouTube and just look up videos. Or if you want to take it a step further, if you really want to get a teacher, which will be the best way, get the fundamentals and know that you're doing things correctly. I have a group on Facebook where I lead classes and we have like little activities and stuff. You can get on a Zoom call with me and I'll just like look at your camera and see if you're doing it right. And um, that is basically how everyone's doing yoga right now for the last nine months. Um, and that's cool because you can do it at home, like in your PJs, <laughs> literally just. Yeah, <laughs> yes, right. exactly. And like, if you just want to take a class, you can just like turn off your camera. You could just wear whatever you want, like whatever. Um, but I think that the biggest thing, if you're really going to start, I mean, doing it online is a great way. But the biggest thing is to commit and say, I want to do this for me. There is a reason why I want to do it. You write down your reasons. Say like, how, how could these breathing techniques, how could finding my dharma, how could that change my life? How would I look if I didn't do it in three years? How would I look if I did do it in three years? And those are going to be really different pictures. If our listeners want to get in touch with you, what's the best way they could do that? I am on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's uh, Royo Yoga. I am on Facebook. My Facebook group is probably the biggest commitment that I have. So just go to facebook.com 
slash groups slash yoga. And um, check me out. I also have a website, but there's not much on it. It's royoyoga.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I've learned a lot. Was there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we... Um, uh, I would say don't put all of your faith in a guru. That's just me. That's my Western sensibility, but that's what I think. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) Always be critical of what you listen to. Always question what you hear. Um, There's a lot of charlatans out there. And um, if you think that something doesn't sound right for you, take what you want and leave the rest, okay? There you have it, guys. (laughs) Exhale the bullshit. This is why you need yoga in your life, right? Beautiful. You've converted me. I'm going to come to one of your sh- your classes. <laughs> Fabulous. Awesome. Thanks again for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Me. Awesome. Witchy Vibes is all over social media, guys. Check us out. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest as Witchy Vibes Official. We also have our Patreon community, five different tiers starting from just $1 a month. We post all of our original content, our blog posts, all of our memes, all of our podcasts, early access, uh, starting from just $1 a month. You can check us out at patreon.com forward slash witchy vibes official. We also have our YouTube channel. You can check us out. The channel is called witchy vibes. We post all of these podcasts as well as tarot spread videos and lots of tips and tutorial videos. Thanks for your support, guys. Much appreciated. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. You can always contact us at witchyvibesofficial at gmail.com. I'm Christy Lee. Blessed be.